My name is Michael Strumsky, and this is my podcast, People More Interesting Than Me. Each episode, I'll interview a person with a different background to try to understand what circumstances, family, or tragedy has made them into the individual they are today. Enjoy. This is the first episode um, of People More Interesting Than Me. Say your name. My name is Osman Sari. And I've known Osm, I don't know, what, like 10, 15 years, probably 15 years, something like that. Yeah, yeah, about like 15 years, during college. Yeah. Sure, I visited you sophomore year, v yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure you're much more interesting than me. So let's, yeah. let's dive into that. So you grew up in Maryland or Montgomery County, just like me. Yeah. So um, I was actually, well, I was born in Chicago. And then um, my family kind of bounced around. We moved to Arizona and then we lived in Arizona for like maybe like nine months, not, not, not that long. And then uh, after Arizona, we moved to uh, Maryland, went out in 95 and then we kind of settled there. And um, it was my mom, my dad. I have an older brother, older sister. Uh, my sister's like 11 years older than me. My brother's eight, eight or nine years older than me. So there's like a huge gap. I'm kind of like the baby of the family. Okay. Hey. Yeah. And what's, that, what's that like? It was dope to see like my older siblings go through like whatever they went through and kind of like learn from them. Like, and then also I always got my way with my mom, especially like she, I never did anything wrong. That's one, uh, that's one yeah. thing. And then, um, but like for me, my, like the one, one thing I appreciated probably the most from being youngest is like, just seeing like, kind of like my brother and sister, different things that they tried and did and like, stuff that, that that worked from them and kind of learning from their experiences and then like my own experiences too. But like, I, I've learned a lot from like my older siblings too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, me, I, I'm an only child, but uh, my, my both my parents come from big wow. families. So like- I'm mom, surprised you're an only yeah. child. Yeah. That's how spoiled I am. Uh, no, you seem really normal. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it just baffles me like, with all that stuff just because the first like siblings kind of anything they do compared to them as long as they're not like wonderkins or like savants that they kind of uh youngest kid does is nothing compared to like what the first two did in your case i guess yeah that's true like my sister she's the oldest she was very i think like driven career driven really smart really like more than like book smart, like street smart, like very um, did well in college and and, and more in career. But mm -hmm. I feel like, um, I don't know why, like maybe it's because she's, maybe she's a girl or, or whatever, but the, that I feel like she doesn't get as much of the appreciation like as like an older sibling who accomplished as much. Okay. Do you think, Yeah. I guess from your your parents background is that more pressure on your sister or your brother i would say like based on my uh, muslim uh background i would say that one of the main reason for like not her getting uh as like much like appreciation for like she, what she did in a career or like anything like that um there is a lot of pressure for my brother but there's a lot of pressure in general for like i would say like boys or girls in a muslim like in a muslim household pressure to finish school, pressure to get married, you know, have, have a family and all that. And my sister felt the same pressures. My brothers, my brother felt that same pressure. 
feel like her accomplishments in her career kind of get overlooked mm-hmm. sometimes when it comes to my sister. Yeah. And she's the oldest, yeah. right? Yeah. She's the oldest. Yeah. So uh, that's even more pressure, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. You said, well, I guess you, you mentioned it to me before we started talking, but your parents are originally from, you said, Pakistan and, uh, sorry, I missed the other one. No, India. Um, my dad is from India and my mom's from Pakistan. Um, and uh, there's a lot of like cultural differences that kind of play play a part in that, which I'm really, I'm ignorant to. Like, just because like growing up, I focused more on my American side. I didn't really focus on like my cultural side. If I did, the, at most what I did was just like follow like the religion, like pray five times a day, like fast during Ramadan, try to go to Friday prayers. Uh, stuff like that but in terms of like really like learning Urdu which is like the uh my parents tongue mm-hmm. um native tongue um I, I I I don't uh I don't know how to speak it I could I kind you of understand it stuff. okay I could pick up some stuff and then like that's at most so it's like really bad but um yeah that's like one bucket list goal I have is like to learn that so when you were growing up would you say you did a lot more since you were under their household as you do now, or was it like consistent throughout? Are you talking about um, religious like prayer? Yeah. I'm trying to think how much I prayed when I was living under the, like they would definitely call me to prayer and then I would have to pray. When I get, when I got older, like in high school, I kind of like didn't pray as much. Um, But then I would also go through like my different like bouts or phases of like praying college. I definitely like dropped, I didn't pray as much. I would say, uh, during like all of college and then even coming back only like semi recently like maybe the past couple years three years four years i started praying more on my own trying to like maintain like the five prayers and stuff like that and i would say like more recent i've been maintaining it more than i have like living under like their household and i think it's combination of because like me being i'm i'm someone who's like if you're going to force me to kind of like do something i'm going to be more less likely to do it for me like it has to be more of intrinsic like reasoning i can't like have like someone force me to do it like even like even if it's working out like yeah i'm i'm gonna have to work out on my own terms or whatever and then yeah I yeah as bad as that is like that's how it came to praying and like i'm getting better at it it's like keeping me like more on a schedule how would you compare like your weeks and your holidays different from people you were growing up with yeah like fridays were uh friday prayers are a big thing so uh like during school like when i was in high school like if school was after uh friday prayers i couldn't really do anything but there's sometimes in high school where i would go to like i would walk to the nearest mosque or masjid and then pray friday prayers there but other than that uh ramadan the whole, the whole we have a whole month of ramadan which is like the month where we fast every day and um that pretty much we don't do anything except like <laughs> uh, uh, eat and like yeah. go home yeah other than that our schedules are pretty much the same we don't have like anything any any other special days more than friday uh prayer okay so nothing no stories that people i don't know were baffled i mean besides like the definitely like the mood and everything changed when like of course like when 9 11 happened mm-hmm. and everything but even before that if i'm being honest like with myself I was a little like embarrassed of like not embarrassed, but like there's like a little of a embarrassment towards like maybe my culture, my religion, and like to the point where I wouldn't wear like my cultural like outfit, like uh thobe, a thobe, or like any other like communal 
uh, Camille, how, how, uh, I forgot how to pronounce it, but like some other like Indian outfits that like mm-hmm. would set you I apart. Basically, that, I wouldn't wear that out in public, and I wouldn't also like I'd feel embarrassed if I prayed in public too. That's mm-hmm. like another thing. But that was even before like nine eleven happened and everything. And then like like for example like Dumaran Simpson's like a poo and everything like mm-hmm. thank you please like that like the Indian accent like I remember like I wouldn't want my mom to have. Indian food for lunch, like, cause I don't want to just smell up my backpack or like that kind of stuff. There is like some kind of embarrassment that comes with like my culture that I felt growing up, and that was before nine eleven. But after nine eleven, I was almost like embarrassed to even practice like my religion. For me, there's like a strong difference between religion and culture, like mm-hmm. Islam and being half Indian, half Pakistani. Because, for example, there's like a Muslim who's I've met like Asian Muslims, and I've met like. South Arabian Muslims, like Arab Muslims, and they have a completely different culture, completely different customs, and that we have. And but we still follow the same religions, where we still pray five times a day and stuff like that. But like, so culturally, I did feel some kind of embarrassment with, uh, within my culture. Like, when it comes to the food, when it comes to the clothes, I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want it to be noticed associating me in public, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, that's just me growing up as a kid. In the, I feel like every Indian kid growing up in America feels somewhat that but after 9-11 there was a shift of like oh man i'm afraid to even like kind of practice my religion where like pray like in public and stuff like that i remember praying like with my brother-in-law uh we went to a redskins game a redskins dealers game and it was like halftime and we were praying like in the um in the corner like some one of the custodians like i think was also muslim and he kind of like had like a room where he were able to pray real quick and so we're praying in like a couple of kids like just like ran in and was like terrorist and like ran away and like it's like really funny but like that's like the one thing i remember from the game like i don't even really remember the score or like anything i think the steelers won it, i think it was preseason two i forget but like the, and it wasn't even like that like rude because like growing up like after 9-11 and I, 9-11 happened when i was in sixth grade so like that's like a really tough time also to be growing kids are rough in the sixth like middle school um they don't hold back and so like you either had to learn like to deal with this one way or the other and so like personally how i i feel like with my personality and how i dealt with it is i kind of made it a joke and like laughed like because it's easier to laugh with them than for them to like laugh at you so like i would also make a joke i would also like say like well you think i'm a terrorist and like like all that joke first make the joke first and stuff like that yeah do you do you think after 9-11 it made it more difficult to kind of not make new friends, but kind of, I guess, be more open in your school life or meeting new people? Yeah, for sure. And like I felt that like definitely middle school, like throughout high school, uh, up until like maybe junior senior year. But like I even remember like in middle school, like I had a close friend and he uh we would like walk into his house. He lived right by the school, so we were uh, walking over, and um, he told his dad that I was coming over. And then he told his dad, he's like, he's telling me as a joke, but, like, this happened with uh, him and his dad previously, so I wasn't there. Um, but he was uh, just talking to him and his dad, and he's like, hey, yeah, my friend is coming over. He's uh, Muslim and stuff like that. And he and his dad, like, as a joke to him, was like, is he the good or bad kind? And then, <laughs> and then th- th- these are all funny jokes, but, like, it's also, like, a, I wasn't there, so like I kind of got an impression of like yeah. where, yeah, where he's coming from, and then like 
be like these jokes like i don't know like it's like you said you had to like i had to make a joke first i had to be the one the first one to say in order to like for me to be laughing with them and stuff like that so touching on the part that i kind of mentioned earlier with your religion and um talking about how it's actually in your daily life and with my family it's kind of like we went to church and basically it was like a light switch on and off like we never really talked about catholicism outside of actually going to the mass it was like now we don't need to talk about it anymore was that um kind of like you were growing up or what what was kind of like the vibe or the vibe right now maybe like maybe when i was growing up a little bit and like it's in general it's kind of it's kind of hard for islam I'll say this like uh Islam if you're a good practicing muslim it's very hard for you to not have islam be part of your daily life it's really hard and then, because there's certain things um in islam but like so growing up of course i wasn't like the greatest like muslim at all and even like to this day like i'm not but like i'm learning more about like islam for example like i i believe there's like five pillars of, of islam and i'm going i'm so horrible i hope i can name them all once fasting during the month of Ramadan, once praying five times a day, one is donating uh, like one third of your salary, and then the other two oh perform Hajj, which is like you go to Mecca and you um it's the like cube structure uh-huh. for uh, for people who don't know and you walk around it and there's like a specific process perform Hajj is the fourth one and the fifth one is oh say the faith or Iman is like this uh, this uh saying or the like. Allah is the uh, only God and uh, Muhammad, uh, peace be upon him, is his messenger. Um, just saying that, like, do we believe in one God and then his prophet, Muhammad, peace be upon him. And then also in Islam, uh, we also believe in multiple prophets. There's a plurality. There's a bunch of prophets. There's like Prophet Ibrahim, Prophet uh, Moses, his son Musa, we call him in, in Arabic, uh, we call him Musa, Jesus, Isa in Arabic. They're all prophets in um, Islam. But going back those are the five pillars and if you practice those like five pillars then islam will be part of your daily life growing up one thing is i didn't realize is like donating is a one thing i appreciate more now especially especially now that i'm making like my own money and everything is donating and that's comes in so many different forms like donating like you could do it the very lazy way where it's like at the end of the year you just donate a third of your salary or you could do it like every month consciously think of like something a cause you want to do which i've been doing which i've been trying to do is like think of specific causes and also like now uh i've been trying to do this more like specifically help the community like around you for me like um what that is i'm start off, like, we start with, like muslim families that need help and like have different situations they're going through but doing that now i feel like islam is way more now a part of my daily life because i'm like more i'm thinking consciously like all right, like I have this mattress that who who can I give this mattress to? Like, or am I gonna like I was gonna like or like throw it away? Something small like that. That's very small, like different mm-hmm. things like that. I feel like But it's I, like your thought processes kind of change now. Kind change. of like I don't know. It's like you're more, I don't know, aware that yeah. like your actions and what you can do to help. It's not just like, oh, I'm gonna throw it away or toss it or something like that. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. Um, it's everyday decisions that have come throughout the day. So, like, if I'm like, yeah, it, it's much easier for me to just throw out the mattress. But, like, I remember um, 
there's like this Muslim family that needed it, uh, that could have needed it. And I texted them and like, they ended up needing it. And that's like something that I feel like I, I'm trying to be more religious than a big part of Islam or religion, in my opinion, and religion in general is like helping the community, just like a sense of community. And I feel like I've appreciated that more growing up. And that's, I feel like my religion has changed my thought process when now that when like comes to everyday decisions of like specifically like my salary or like any items around the house that I could throw away or whatever, I think like what better use it could be. Okay. So overall, how do you think, I guess, coming back to, I guess, the main appeal of this podcast, how do you think, I guess, your upbringing has affected you as a person? How do you think it shaped you into the man you are today? Um, I know that's a, that's, that's a, a very large question. No, that's a good, that's a large, that's a good question. Um, that's a good question. I would say like my parents, if it was just like kind of like my parents taking me to Jummah Friday prayer and then taking me home and that like kind of was beginning and end of the religion, it would be hard for me to uh, really pick up on the last stuff that like helped me become who I am. For example, like, I think my mom, like, and dad, uh, my mom especially, like, really spent a lot of time in Masjid. And so, like, I got, I, growing up, I, I met a lot of my friends. I met my, like, really closest friend, Mosin, there. And we were able, like, I don't know, there's just kind of this sense of community growing up where, like, there wasn't, if there is a kind of a bully, like, people kind of, like, pick, almost, like, pick on that bully. Like, they, they, they don't let, like, the bully pick on someone. And then, it was like I learned to play uh, play basketball, good play football with them. Like I learned a lot growing up. I met some good friends there. So I, I think for me, the strongest impact uh, my religion gave me was my sense of community. Okay. And then that even came even like later on. Like now that I'm able to like I want to pay it forward. Where now that I have enough money or whatever, I'm able to like consciously think like how can I help uh, give back. It's uh, especially like in Ashburn and around this uh, Northern Virginia community, they have a really strong like Muslim community that really gives back. And they have like a lot of, they have a lot of, they do a lot of fun activities that, that like, I feel it's really difficult, especially during COVID and pandemic, like being a lockdown, trying to like go out and uh, meet people or like, and so that they also provide like a really strong sense of community too. Okay. But like, that's, that's what I would say my strong, the strongest impact religion has had on me. And that kind of shows with uh, the Enneagram test I gave you, I don't know, like last week. And you got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two. Type two type is two. helper. At their best, oh, they're very yeah. kind and generous. Um, type two, they really value the lens of their relationships. So that's just so funny. I mean, Kara, oh, she's dang. the one who's very like big on this personality test stuff. And that's cool, yeah. I would definitely check it out just because it's sometimes it's kind of scary because when you read yeah. it, they show you different stuff. Like they'll say, like they'll describe you, but they'll also say what you do in times of stress. Like you'll change mm. into a different type here. It says in times of disintegration, I guess that's harm. They say they can be, well, this sounds bad, but manipulative, uh, people pleasing enmeshed or codependent, which. Oof. I don't know if that's I definitely see I definitely see people pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh just just to wrap it up, what what kind of things do you think like when when you have kids, which 
will probably be sooner rather than later. Yeah. What yeah. do you think you're going to, I guess, um, instill in them that you think you would pass on from your parents? And second part, what do you think you want to instill that maybe your parents didn't stress upon? Yeah, that's really good. Like, one thing that my parents instilled in me that I feel isn't separate from religion and culture and everything is they made dinner. They, my mom really forced like everyone to have dinner together. And so we'd always have dinner together and it would always be a thing. Like even if I had homework, she would scream, me to, scream at me till I come down. Um, that's something that I, I really appreciated. Now, one thing that I feel like I would improve upon <laughs> maybe with my parents, specifically religion is disciplined religion into making it feel like a chore and so like awesome pray pray now like you haven't prayed pray now and like harp and focus and prayer is a huge part prayer is like a really huge component of islam but for me like what i would want to do is like teach my children to be a good muslim but then like a good muslim in that and that be, be a good person first and let that kind of fit in the mold of like being a good muslim and like what i mean by that is like Teach him that it's good to donate. And then that is also part of like Islam. Teach him that to pray five times a day and that teaches like discipline. And like there is other aspects of like Islam, like wudu, which is like the preparation before Islam, where there's a lot of like cleanliness that goes into Islam that like I would teach him that like you should do, but then also it's part of Islam. Kind of like stuff not that super like strict, you should but kind of like yeah. a loving, loving way to do it where you're not yeah. throwing it on them, but kind of slowly trying to teach them and yeah oh don't like harping on them like for exactly like force around them but then like also like teach them like good things like you should do these are really like good habits that you should pick up on and do and these are also like part of your religion and like hopefully they would uh do that and like listen but like who knows like with kids like with my sister she has like four and they're excuse me 12 twins at 10 and then eight and all the kids usually pray, especially the oldest, but like maybe I feel like if anyone who doesn't is Amina, who's the female, the girl twin. And she just like kind of like, like goes to the beat of her own drum. And then one thing that's cool that I think my sister does that I might adopt is she doesn't really like beat it down on her. Like, hey, why aren't you praying? Like, pray now. Like, she's like, okay, you didn't pray. All right. Like, it's up to you. And like, she, and like when they were younger, she would give more incentive. For like, all right, your allowances, since you prayed and did it, you got your allowance or like you will get certain candy or she had some different kind of incentive system. Uh But like, I'll try to adopt that. And also one thing that I think that's really cool that my sister does, if I could keep going. um, Oh, keep going. Is my family kind of like, I always felt like my religion was like a little bit of a chore and like part like what I should do, what I have to do, for example, and like even Ramadan. And like Ramadan, like it was kind of um, Eid. Eid, uh, there's, we have two Eids in Islam. We have uh, one that's at the end of Ramadan and then Ramadan is the month where we fast every day. And then at the end of that month, we have Eid. And even Eid, we have like a prayer and everything. And all my family did was we just went to the masjid and we prayed and that was our Eid. And we went, we went, we came, we went to lunch. We went to lunch together, which was fun. It was a lot of fun, but don't get me wrong. Like, you grow up watching these American movies with like Christmas movies where like people have like this presence where they wake up to and like all this like 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 stuff that I wanted that I was really jealous of growing up. And so one thing that my sister does that she changed up, she uh, 
makes a big like it, it makes ease of extravagant event she like has like multiple presents and like they're not even big presents it will be it's more of like the effort she puts into it like there'll be like a scavenger hunt and like they get like little toys here and there and then like waking up to fast like it's like more fun and everything so like i like the approach my sister did my sister took and she made islam like less of a chore and like more of like a family like event and like fun like a tradition kind of more like when they look exactly, back yeah. at it it wasn't something that you were forced to do but rather something that's like you were you were doing as a family you were buying yeah. stuff like that not like yeah exactly it was a duty you know what yeah. i mean like, and later on like you were kind of saying that when you got older you recognized it more like you mm-hmm. appreciated it it wasn't like yeah i guess tactic with her her kids she's trying to make it i guess more appealing so maybe looking back at it it's yeah a, a pleasant memory and it sounds sounds like a good way not that yeah, your parents way was a bad way but i think no no uh, yeah that's what, <laughs> that's what I, converted I'm to, to, I converted to judaism by the way oh you did <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah thank you very much for talking to me on this I really appreciate yeah, it. No problem. And I and yeah. I definitely learned a bunch of stuff. 